for all you've done, all you're doing. Because there's nobody like you. There is nobody like you. We give you glory and honor. And in Jesus' matchless name we pray. Everybody shout an amen together to the soon coming King Jesus Christ, the Lord of our lives. Please be seated in this space. We welcome you guys back to our church building. We welcome everybody here. Um, thank you so much. Jerry, can I have my notebook and my Bible? Thank you so much for being here with us in person. And also um, there are uh, uh, quite a few people who are joining us from different platforms, different parts of the world. Thank you so much. Thank you, Jerry. Um, uh, joining us on online on the stream it's most like a almost like a hybrid program that you go through in colleges when you are in person for two weeks and then you are online so you have to cater to the online audience and also to the people here so once in a while I may look at the camera thinking that the camera is a person in the building so we have three more people added like camera people added um, as we have and also y'all here in this building thank you so much good to see the church uh, with all these families in here what a beautiful moment, you know, especially during this time of a global pandemic. And this morning, we had a powerful anointed Malayalam service. Shout out to, so the English service launched our Malayalam service today. Wow, well, that was amazing. Can we actually put our hands together? That was another ethnic group that we actually launched together. Uh, <laughs> thankful for what God is doing. God is wonderful. And every um, can I just go in and welcome some of the online people on the stream today? Um, there is brother Chinu. Chinu, good, good, God bless you. Thank you for joining us, Solomon. God bless you, Winston. God bless you. Um, you know, I mean, the list just goes on. So I'm just, um, thank you, all of you guys who are watching us. Thank you so much for being with us. We do want to take um, your, your time with us for granted, but uh, thank you so much. Stay with us for the next couple of minutes. Don't just scroll off because you have many other things to go. You know, I was talking to another brother recently and the brother said, Pastor, this is the best thing that has happened in 2020. I'm like, what happened? He said, Pastor, I don't even have to wake up, you know, for my Sunday morning service. Our church has this service on Zoom. I'm on my bed. My wife gets me coffee. I am lying on the bed and I'm attending. And of course, my pastor doesn't see it because my video is off. And this brother was just bragging about it. I said, brother, I rebuke that spirit in Jesus' name. <laughs> Thankfully, he's not part of our church. If not, I had a personal meeting with you. But, but uh, he was part of another church and this brother is like going on and bragging about it. And after that, he said, once in a while, I get five minutes at your church. I, I log in five minutes here. Then I go back to Elevation. So come, somehow Zion is also in the standards of Elevation. So he like five minutes with Zion. And then I go with Hillsong and Elevation and all these churches. Five, man, I, I'm like, it's a messed up theology. If you are like five minutes with us, you gain nothing. It's like, you know, in India, you make kichdi, right? Uh, people, you know, you would understand from Bangalore, you make kitchery with everything. Right, Roy Uncle, in Bombay too? You put everything together, there is no good flavor in that kitchen. It's like a mix of all the vegetables, like an aviel. How many people like aviel? I, I hate it, so anyways. <laughs> people who love it but I'm um, thankful for everybody who's joining us man I tell you this week was the most stressful for all of us and especially today all our volunteers you know if you look at them just thank them um, and also appreciate them for the work they're doing yesterday night we we had to pull in like almost uh, an all-nighter like you know, we were here till almost like 1 1 30 figuring out different things and uh, finishing up some of the work and cleaning and making this room uh, a, you know a place where we could all gather together and celebrate the goodness of God I didn't know that Anisha would be joining. Uh, so it's it's my privilege of having my wife back.
back again in this building, you know, to preach uh, while she is here with both our children too. So that is amazing. I mean, in this moment and time, I'm thankful that she is here. And uh, everybody who is uh, in this space, thank you so much. May the Lord continue to bless you. I want to really quickly jump into the word because we are really ahead of our, uh, you know, in our, in our time schedules here. Really want to quickly jump into the time uh, with the word. And I was meditating and praying with, in, in the presence of God Almighty. And that's how normally I do with my sermon series. And, you know, one word that I heard recently, and I just want to bring your attention towards that, is that Lord told me beyond. This is going to be a season of beyond, some, some limitation. Y'all know, I don't, want to, I don't want to chase here too long into the sermon graphics. But, you know, just want to very quickly, want to just explain what the Lord just told me. You know, some of us are seated in a place where you have already surrounded yourself within the perimeters of your excellence, where you think that this is the maximum I can do. This is the maximum. I am totally maxed out. My friend, my God, lets me know and asked me to tell each one of us that you have not yet tapped into areas where God has already filled you. You're about to experience a God of the beyond. A God of the beyond is about to unleash an unprecedented move of Holy Ghost in your life. Where he's going to open those channels, those doors, those areas where it was completely closed in our life. But during this entire season of the next you know, three or four weeks that I'm going to dive into the sermon series. I am praying this God of impossible, the God of taking us into the beyond is going to lead us together, together as one church family, together as one body in Christ. We are going to dive into this presence of the Almighty God because I believe during this season and what God is going to take us into our beyond. How many of you are excited for this? Come on church. How many of you are excited? Are you excited for the word? How many of you would shout with me beyond? Beyond. beyond. Come on somebody. Let's let's shout out the to the online audience as well. Come on, let us shout once again. Beyond. beyond. Today I want to bring your attention to it. Beyond fear. And a lot of times in life situation, we have heard a lot of preachings about it. And it, it, it is fine to hear another day, same preaching, because there is somebody out here who might need to hear that word. And I believe God wants to talk to that person. And so today my, I want to title my message as Beyond Fear. And I, I'm pretty sure that a lot of us here in this building are watching us or in life's journey and situations, we're all afraid of many things. Is being afraid bad? Sometimes people want to show off in a way that I am not afraid at all. Like in Hindi, they would say, Mard ko dar nahi lagta hai, dard nahi hota hai. Have you heard that in Hindi? You know, like a man cannot get afraid at all. That if you are afraid of things, you are not a man at all. That's what people would say in, in, in certain parts in North India. But here I'm here to suggest, or not just a suggestion, but help us understand fear is sometimes a good thing. This morning, I just want to ask you this question. How many of you were afraid of things? Especially coming to church during a global pandemic. And the saddest part is we all go to Walmart and Sam's and Costco with no problem. But when we come to church and that's how our, our media today has broadcast that going to church is a scary place. And especially during a global pandemic, that's totally fine. You know, we all are filled with scary things of our life. We see, we notice, we hear, and we fill our life with all of this. And we, can, we let these fears control us. I want to take your attention to us quickly with a word that I want to share here. It is from Genesis chapter 35, verse 21. Genesis chapter 35, verse 21. If you all have your Bibles, did you all forget your Bibles because of a global pandemic that we were on five months? Electronic Bible. 
Bible, the Bible that you charge up or the Bible that charges you up. Holy Bible. Whichever Bible you have, you know, let's, let's pick it up. Genesis chapter 35 verse 21 or we have it on the screen. Thank you so much media team that you have helped us with it. And it says, Israel moved on and pitched his tent beyond Migdal Eder. And in some of the, you know, you, uh, one thing that I would say is, you know, sometimes people hesitate to read some words, pronounce some words in Bible, especially in the Old Testament, because we are afraid that we might do it wrong. You know, something that I have learned recently from one of the scholars from the Bible is that the way you pronounce Old Testament names or places is the right way you do it. There is no set way of pronouncing. The way you have said it is the right way. So I'm going to just say it. You know, Israel moved on. Come on, somebody say it. Shout it with me. Moved on. Moved on again and pitched his tent beyond Migdal Edom. Now I want to bring your attention to us as we camp on these words and, you know, go back home. And I want you to read uh, Genesis chapter 35. As you read through, you see that um, here Jacob is on an expedition. Jacob is on a journey along with his wife and his children. And as he's on a journey here, you know, following the footsteps of his father, you know, as he's running, he's, he's moving towards the direction and the destiny where God. God has placed in his life as he moving forward you see that Rachel is about to give birth to a son she doesn't know it's a son but Rachel is about to give birth to a son and Bible helps us to understand so she is in a great labor pain I'm so sorry people who are expecting here I don't want to you know bring this word as a you know but I just want to share, you know share here saying that God is in control over everything right in every situation. So here in the scriptures you would see that you know Rachel is in great pain, great pain and, and the midwives come and to try to take care of her and they're trying to you know help her out and one of the midwives shout, hey you know what you, you, I know you're going through a lot of pain but good news you are going to have a boy. I know a lot of people who are in very feministic in their ideology doesn't like this word or words here because it talks about, hey, you know what? You can enjoy or celebrate because you're going to have a boy. But in reality, you know, when you look to the Old Testament scriptures and reading through the word of God, you know, there is no great, if you have a boy or a girl, it is equivalent in the sight of God Almighty and they will be used by God throughout the scripture. There is no reference where you would see that boys are greater than the girls. Can I have some agreement from the girls in this building? Come on, somebody. This one person will shout out with me. Praise the Lord. You have a boy or a girl. They are and they will be used for God's kingdom. Are you with me? Amen. Hallelujah. Some parents who have girls and I'm a girl dad. Proud girl dad. Now on I'm going to just wear pink all the time. Come on somebody. We're thankful for our children. We're thankful no matter who they are. But here in the scripture, scripture you have to look into the, the narrative here. The, the, the situation of the scripture and the way Old Testament is written out. The midwife shouted and let her know that you can enjoy, you can celebrate. In other words, you can celebrate now because you're having a boy. You're having a boy. And right after that, you know, Bible helps us to understand she died. But as she was dying, as Rachel was dying, she named her son. Ben Oni. As you read through that scripture, you understand the word Ben Oni. Or today I want to preach about Benjamin. We have Benjamin here. Ben Oni. Rachel gave birth to her son, and the name was Ben Oni. Ben Oni means child of my trouble. 
In other words, the child that killed me, Benoni, means the child of my trouble. I gave birth to a son, but I had to die. Are you with me, church? Listen to this. This is a prophetic word to somebody seated here and watching us online. Because the moment I heard, you know, the moment I heard this word, you know, ring into my heart. The Lord was talking to me. There is somebody out here. Your parents might have named you whatsoever. People might have called you whatsoever. But today your destiny is about to be changed. God is going to rename some of the situations of your life. And here in the scripture you see that he was named Benoni. Which means God, a child, son of my trouble. And for the entire lifetime... This guy will live his life letting everybody know that when I was born, my mom had to die. That whenever I walk into places, people will call me a murderer. People will call me that I killed my own mother, my own parents. That I have thwarted the dreams of my parents. There's nothing good that come out of my life. And Ben Oni would live his life as a failure every place that he goes to. Are you with me, church? But I love what, what, what is Jacob does here. I love what Jacob does here and I'm thankful for the decision Jacob had to make there. As you read through uh, Genesis chapter 35, it is interesting as you read through some of this portion because it was building faith in me. And as I was reading through this portion, you know, immediately the next verse says, but Jacob renamed him Benjamin. Are you with me, church? But Jacob renamed him Benjamin. Which, what does Benjamin mean? Benjamin means the child of my right hand. Come on. Benjamin, you are the support of your dad. Roy uncle is all smiles. I can see him beyond, within his mask. He's not letting everybody know, but I know his heart. I know his heart. He's just pretending to be, oh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm all fine. I'm a strong man. But I know his heart. <laughs> child... Of my right hand. Which means that when my life is about to end, my son will take over. My son will move forward. Am I talking to some parents seated here? You might think that everything is going down south and nothing good is happening in the life of your children. But I am here to declare, no matter what the culture has called them, no matter what the people has called them, but you are anointed to rename your child for this generation. And I declare, every child even in the womb, I declare your child will not live according to the culture or the patterns of the world, but you will call them out because you're the prophet of the God Almighty. Hallelujah. Rachel named him Benoni, which means child of my pain, child of my trouble. She was in great pain with her life. Some parents are here. Maybe you might be on the online. And as I relate with families, I meet with families, I get to know that a lot of parents are concerned about their children and, and, and children and their future and all that. You're concerned because you think nothing goes. Can I tell you, stop worrying too much. Because you have to realize that you got to move beyond your natural fear today. Move beyond. My God is a God who takes you beyond your limitations. Some of us have put us, you know, in, in perimeters. You have put, I don't have a wire just where I can put a boundary. But, you know, some of us have put us in limitations. That you don't want to go too far away. 
You think this is the maxed out abilities of my life. This is the maxed out situations of my life. My dear friends, I am here to help you understand. Keep your next food outside of that perimeter, outside of that boundary. Because God says, it's not by might, not by the might of men, not by the knowledge of your ancestors or your own studies or education or your bank balance or your social status. It is by my grace. It is by my spirit that I will help you to scale up the mountain. I will help you to overcome the obstacles. You and your children and your children's children will not die or succumb to fear and failures, but they will be overcomers in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. I was talking to Danny the other day. He's watching us online. I was talking to Danny the other day. And especially children born during this season. And I know that Ariana was born in, in the midst of the pandemic. We're all filled with so much fear and anxiety. And especially because our parents could not come. And so much fear. And thankful for church families who, who helped us. But let me help you understand. Our children are born for a time such as. Are you with me to understand that? Are you here to understand this? No matter what generation they belong to. But I believe and I declare in the name of the Almighty God. As we open up our church services, I'm not here to walk around that mountain any longer. But I am releasing a prophetic word in the pathetic situation of every individual. And I declare by the mighty name of the Almighty God that they are born for a time such as this. I am about to move beyond my fear. Hallelujah. I will not be called Benoni. I will no longer be called names that people have called me. I am here to call my children. They are anointed. They are appointed. They are carriers of the gospel. They are anointed one to reach out. They will not limit themselves to the limitations I had. But I am about to unleash them. Listen to this. Jacob for all of his life was called what? A deceiver. A deceiver. Think about it. His parents named him Jacob. In other words, Jacob means deceiver. The one who deceived. Everywhere Jacob goes, people call him, Hey deceiver, how are you doing? He pretty much lived his life with it. And he decided one thing. When I name my child, I'm going to name him what he will become in the sight. I don't know who I'm talking to today, but I believe there's somebody receiving this word. And I believe there's somebody out there on the media. And I believe God is speaking to your situation right now. And I declare in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, your children would not live what you were living with. You might have had past, past experiences, curses of the past. But today, declare over your children, the curse of my past will not be passed on to my children. My children's children will not have asthma. My children will not die of cancer. My children will not have anything that my father, my forefather, or anything that is in the hereditary lineage, I cancel that bondage in the name of Jesus. Can I tell you, this is a spiritual church. It can't get any better than this. This is a Pentecostal church, and it cannot get any better than this. I declare that nothing of my forefathers will affect the generation that is about to come in this Father God, I pray that you will take over the service. It's not about me. Father, I pray that you will take over the service. I pray, God, that you will take over the service. I pray, God, the people watching us in different places, I pray their houses will, will, will be invaded by the presence of the Almighty God. Right now, right at this moment, I declare the anointing of 
God to be unleashing lifeless situations in the midst of dry bones. Father, we don't sit around, walk around and cry about it. Father God, we don't sit around and be confused about it. But we are the prophets and prophetesses are assigned for this season, for this time and age. And I call upon your name, I declare. These bones will live again. Come back to life in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. There's so much in the scriptures here in that just one verse. Jacob decided that he will move beyond. I don't know. I'm, 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 I want you guys to move beyond. I don't know what you can do with your family today. Make some decisions. Move beyond those limitations. Move beyond. Move beyond. Move beyond. Move beyond. Move beyond your capacity. You think this is all? No, 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 no. You have not tapped into the resources of God. You have not tapped into the anointing over your life. You were scared last, last week. You know, brother called me and he said, Pastor, please pray. You know, so and so is troubled in my family. You know, they are showing signs of, you know, uh, evil possession. And I said, I will pray and I will cover you. But I want you to pray right now because no 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 longer you that you just hold on to pastor to come but I want you to pray because I believe each person in this building you're anointed of God when you have faced troubles and situations of course call and let me know a prayer team or your parents but can I tell you young parents here in this room your prayer can also change mountains move mountains like what your parents have done when you go on your knees things will change for you that job that you were wanting and waiting for you have applied for it and you're waiting pray and see what does not change today when you pray I declare every signature that was made against you is changing in the name of Jesus what has happened in the life of your forefathers will not will not will never happen with my generation hallelujah hallelujah Benoni was changed to Benjamin let me go real quick Benoni was changed to Benjamin the child of my right hand. Benjamin became the support. I don't want to get into details of that. Benjamin became the support of Jacob in his old age. Supported him. Took him further. In every aspect that father could not do it. Benjamin became the supporter. The supporter. In fact, the king Saul comes from Benjamin. And we see all that, all that, all that. The, the, the how, how, how generations after, how generations after the coming of Jesus. You know, I want to bring your attention towards the one word, Migdal Eder. Migdal Eder is, is, is also in other words called the, the tower of the flock. In other words, the shepherds in the olden days, the shepherds had this, it's kind of a watchtower. You know, the, 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 the tower of the flock is where the shepherds would rise up during, uh, you know, night times or when there are storms, they go into the tower and they watch over the sheep from a higher altitude. Are you with me? That's what you use towers for, for security purposes. You go on a higher platform. When you don't see things in the natural realm, are you with me somebody? When you don't, you don't see things in the natural level, you get on the higher altitude. And I know about this. I know about this because my dad served in the Indian army. And there was a time in 99, 2000, there was a war between India and Pakistan. And, and du du during this war, during this war, and you, you all will remember some of you, the, the, the Mount Ranges Kargil in the Himalayas was occupied by the, the Pakistani soldiers. And because of that, because they were on the higher altitude, 
they controlled the entire valley valley and they killed all of the indian troops it was it was it was deathly situation my dad served in the front rows of it and so he gave me all this information and he said that because the army the pakistan the enemies were on the higher their terrorists were on the higher altitude you know they controlled the entire valley and every time the indian soldiers passed on with ammunition or food their trucks passed by the the, the valley roads there you know they just throw uh, you know shoot bombs at them and rockets at them and they destroyed they killed all of the all of the, uh, the sergeants all of the army personnel but here's good news you know one of the army leaders the commander chief balshir singh you know what he did he took a handful of people handful of people and he went around that mountain where there's uh, enemies were have camped and he climbed he scaled that it was very difficult he scaled that mountain he climbed that mountain and after he did that you know he got into a much more higher altitude than the enemies were at you know what happened it was an easy target for him to destroy sometimes when life situations when you're in the valley you don't know who is in the altitude who control you might need to get on the altitude to control the situation in other words sometimes we are very careless we are very casual christian we are just one sunday service attender christian when i have time i worship god when i have time i go to the presence of god when i have a need i see god all that is good brother but you need to grow in stages of life you don't no longer be in the kindergarten you change you grow you are in the first grade then you are in the second grade you always grow as a in the christian and and be mature in the image of jesus Christ. why am i sharing this there are times and moments in life in life situations you don't seek and you don't understand what happens in the in the valley you have to get top on the mountain top to see and visualize what is going on have a spiritual encounter have a spiritual encounter in situations like this and here in the story migdal eder is the tower of the flock where the shepherds would gather together they would climb on the mountain they would climb on climb on this tower so that they can easily see when when the enemy attracts is attracted towards the flocks when the enemy comes closer to attack the 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 the, the, the shepherds couldn't visualize this in other words you fast forward the story in the new testament As you fast forward the story in the New Testament, you come to the math, the Gospel according to Matthew, or the Gospel according to Luke, or even you read through the Gospels, you come across a portion that the shepherds were sleeping one night. Where do you see that portion? In Luke chapter two, you see, "Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings." Who said these words? An angel said to whom? The shepherds who were waiting in the pasture lands at night. A shepherd. These shepherds were waiting, right? They were afraid. They were scared in the night. They were protecting, watching over their sheep. And that's when, boom! And an angel of the Lord appears and says, "Do not be afraid. Behold, I bring you what? Good tidings. I bring you good news today. I don't know who is afraid in life situation, but I am here to help you understand." the angel of the lord appeared and said i am here to bring you some good news i am here to help you understand you might have heard a lot of negative news false news fake news like cnn or fox news and all these places but i'm here to help you understand the angel of the lord does not come to give you a fake news the angel of the lord does not come to give you just a suggestion the angel of the lord appears to give you a good news and i declare today you are having a visitation of an heavenly host you're about to experience a good news in your life and it says do not be afraid for behold 
I bring you good tidings, great joy, which will be in all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David, a Savior, who is Christ the Lord, and this will be the sign to you. And you see the birth of Jesus announced in this place. In other words, historians, theologians help us to understand this place, Bethlehem, where Jesus was born, is the exact same place of Migdal uh, 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 Eder. The Migdal Eder, the same exact space and spot where Jesus the tower, the anchor of hope over our life is born years later. A prophetic declaration from the life of Benjamin Then you come across. Sometimes in life's journey, you know, you might go through heartbreaks. You might go through situations of rejections. But God has an ultimate purpose in every pain that you have gone through. There is a purpose in the pain of loss that you have experienced. And in this moment, as we are sitting here, Brother Jijos, uh, uncle in India passed away. We have a lot of people who have passed away during this season uh, 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 that, that was part of our family, you know. But during this time, understand, during every pain, God has a purpose in it. Understand the purpose of God Almighty. Let me help you understand. There's a, there's a very famous quote that says this, feed your faith and your fears will starve. Whatever you feed in your life will grow. Is that not true? Right? You have a, somebody gave me Karyapulas. I have not, I'm so sorry. I don't know who all gave me Karyapulas. Like I got a bunch of Karyapulas, curry leaves, right? And I, I wanted to plan something. I'm 30 years and old, right? So I needed to plan something. That's what 30 year people do. <laughs> so I want to plan something and I, I planted it, right? I, I kept it. I mean, I didn't plant it. They gave me planted and I had, all I had to do was feed it. And I did not do it. What happened? It just died. I'm so sorry. Whoever gave me Kariya Plus, I'm so thankful. Uh, Jenny, you, it was you. Thank you so much. I'm so sorry. Don't tell your parents, okay? Feed your faith and your fears will start. Whatever you feed in your life will grow. What are you feeding in your life? Or what are you allowing to be fed in your life? Some, uh, let me ask you this question. How do you get hungry for the things of God? If we look into that question, let me ask you, how do you get hungry? If you keep eating junk food, will you get hungry? I have a five-year-old in my house. He is never hungry. You know why? Because he runs to the pantry. He gets all his, it's not junk food. It's good food that Anisha keeps. I don't want to call them junk food, you know. But, but he runs to the pantry. He, he eats all of this all the time, right? And when the actual food is presented, given to him, he's not hungry at all. I'm not hungry. I'm not hungry. Why? Because he has fed himself with all the other junk food. And that's what we do in our life too. How do we grow spiritually? How do you have a spiritual hunger? How do you get it? Only if you can get rid of the things that you have been feeding on in your life. The things of the worldly pleasures that you've been feeding on, you'll be munching on on that. That will never allow you to grow in the maturity of Christ. Are you with me, church? Let me go real quick. If you feed your faith, your fears will starve. Isaiah chapter 41 verse 10. Can I have the worship team right behind me? Isaiah chapter 41 verse 10 says, So do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. Why don't you have to be afraid? Anybody and everybody could be afraid. But we move beyond 
beyond our fear simply because I am your God is the one who is leading us. Are you with me, church? Everybody could be afraid of situations. There are a lot of phobias that we see. Some people are afraid of everything. Some people are afraid of heights. Some people are afraid of space. They're very claustrophobic. And, 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 and some people are afraid of spiders and ants. And some people are afraid of every single thing. Some people are afraid of stage. They have stage fear. I have a medicine for those people. Just put them on spot. You know, after two or three times, I've seen it work. You know, so there are some people that I, it worked magically. Now they are such a good, you know, especially Pastor Petson, such a good speaker in our Tamil service. But at first he always complained that I cannot do a public speaking. At all. He's such an excellent, excellent communicator now. You know, with the, the only medicine to that is you put them on spot and God will take care of it. And listen, listen to this. In Isaiah chapter 41 verse 10. So do not be afraid for I am with you. Do not be dismayed for I am your God. You can be overcomers in your fearful situations only if you know God is the sole controller of your life. If you let everybody else control you, if you let your emotions control you, if you let your fears control you, you've not allowed God there. But when you allow God to control your life situation, when you allow God to control your life situation, you can move beyond fear. Listen to this. If you can be anything in life, be fearless. If you can be anything in life, be fearless. You know how many people have not succeeded in life because they have limited themselves to fears? Those business plans, those, that education, that future, that family. There are people that I'm, you know, um, I had the opportunity to work with who did not want to get into any sort of relationship because they were afraid of the, and, uh, uh, because of the past experiences. That they are afraid in life situation. They don't want to move beyond what has happened in the past. But today, let me help somebody understand. It is about time to move beyond that what has happened in your life. You cannot succumb to your fears today. I am here to help you understand, my friend. You're about to move beyond that. I just want to encourage some people out here and also on the online platform. You are about to move beyond your fear. Can we all rise up in God's house together as we submit ourselves to the word, sing some songs and worship God and lift him up in this room and building. Let me understand this. The last thing I want to mention here is everything you have ever wanted. Listen, everything you have ever wanted is on the other side of your fear. Everything you ever wanted. The job that you wanted, the education that you wanted to pursue, the relationship you wanted to pursue, the family life, the future and everything, everything, everything that you wanted to enjoy in your, your life is on the other side of your fear. It's on the other side of your fear. Submit ourselves today. As we tune in, focus on God. Lift Him up on this platform. Ask Him, Lord, Father, I want to move beyond my fears today. I want to move beyond my fears today. Every eye closed right now on this place. As we submit and surrender ourselves. Father, we want to move beyond our fears. We want to move beyond that, Lord. Beyond our limitations, oh Lord. No longer I will be called Benoni. No longer I'll be called the merchant no longer I'll be called death, oh Lord. No longer I'll be called failure. Father, no longer, no longer, no longer. But today I declare in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I'm about to move beyond my fears and limitations. And I cancel everything that has happened in my life, in the life of my children. I cancel it. They will have a better tomorrow. They will have a better future. And together we will be a happy family serving God Almighty in this generation. Young parents listening to me. 